Hello and welcome to Who's He, the Doctor Who podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we'll be continuing with our review of the latest series of Torchwood with episode three, Dead of Night. Um, but first, uh, might as well quickly dive into the news. There's not a lot of news this week, is there? No. No, nah, very, very... Uh, very quiet, but mind you, we only had a... Yeah, it's only four days since the last... Yes. <laughs> okay, but there's a, there's a, a few things of, uh, of interest, I would say. Um, the first thing that's actually been um, released today, um, news of a, a new book has been released next year um, called... The Red, where, let's say that again. Entitled The Red, White and Who, The Story of Doctor Who in America. Um, basically... It's really since sort of turned the story of sort of when who sort of sort of became known in the early eighties um, in America uh, right up until right up until now, and it's sort of like meant to be like a as it says here as a chrono- chronological narrative of the history of Doctor Who and its fandom in the United States, incorporating rare illustrative material and interviews with and essays by some of the key people who laid the groundwork for the fandom in which we participate today. So. That might be a good read, actually. Yeah, because we've we've had plenty of uh, British fandom books, so it might, be, might be a bit of a change. To see what it's, what's uh, life's like on the other side of the pond. Even though you can find up through podcasts anyway. Yeah, but yeah, no. <clears throat> I'll start again. Yeah, <laughs> we're both having trouble. We are today. I haven't got my teeth in. <laughs> <laughs> I won't ask what you've been doing. <laughs> The latest episode no. of Torchwood inspired me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it didn't, Fox. It didn't. Anyway, yes, carry on. You were saying. <laughs> no, I don't really think I want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, be interesting. Yeah, from from a point of view of how people picked it up, probably. I mean, actually, America's view of Doctor Who is probably going to be even slightly shorter than than ours, isn't it? From this point of view, it sort of wasn't something. I mean, our, our memories of Doctor Who childhood, mm. and then discovering earlier episodes as we, when we got older, is probably going to be the same as quite a lot of Doctor Who fans. When the state, yeah, 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 that's right. It's. Um, I think the other thing as well, though, I think the thing with um, American fans is that they really, if they like a program, they really do take it to their hearts, don't they? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw. Uh, during the week, there was a, a photo. Did he things like podcasts and everything? Yes, I know. What's wrong with them? Um, they, they um, no, there was a photograph. I think it must have been taken at the San Diego Comic Con. All these people go dressed up as um, as Doctor Who, and there's yeah. some quite good photographs, uh, sort of costumes um, to be to be had. But basically, they, they got every um, incarnation. There wasn't a Tom Baker, funnily enough. They had every sort of incarnation of the Doctor, and they had Matt Smith and Karen Gillan. Nowadays, yeah. <laughs> well, I can say they had Karen Gillan and Matt Smith posing with them as well. Hmm. So it was, it was quite. I mean, that's what I mean. I, I, I mean, having never been to uh, one of those sort of comic cons or even a um, one of those conventions, I've, I've sort of yet to. Or well, well, neither of us have, have we? We've, we've yet no. to dip our toes into into that world. Um, but yeah, they, they they just sort of seem to really take it to their to their hearts. So I just begin to wonder. Actually, um, I do recall some years ago. I don't know if it was it made it onto the national news. And I can't remember what context it, it was, or whether it was the, one of the first um, big conventions in the states or something. But I always remember there was some guy dressed up as John Pertwee, um, and he, the outfit was it was spot on. It was perfect. Um, but he did sort of over, sort of overkill it somewhat with a big white wig, white eyebrows, and big white uh, sideburns as well. It just looked odd on a man of about twenty years old. But you've grown into it since. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind the hair going white. In fact, it's bleeding falling out. That's the. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, yeah. So that might be um, might be something to, to look forward to um, book wise next year. Um, on to. Torchwood news, um, and basically the interesting little story, um, sort of saying the future of Torchwood isn't guaranteed at the moment as with regards to another series. Um, basically, the Stars CEO Chris Albrecht um, has clarified Stars' position by talking to uh, reporters at the TV Critics Show. 
Um, Tortured is not one of the shows we went into thinking about a yearly return. It's about Russell T Davis. He has a lot of things on his plate. If Tortured is not at the top of his list, that will affect the future of Tortured. Um, now, following on for that, um, actually, Russell T Davis actually said in February um, on BBC Wales Today that... Um, he actually said that it was interesting uh, as to how long I can stay in the science fiction world. Personally, I think I'm coming to the end of it now, and I've saved the world and blown up the world too many times, and I hope I leave torture in rude health, and I'll probably move into onto something else then. Um, well, who can say? Who can say? I can understand that. There must be a point where you actually do start thinking, so actually all my ideas are coming up the same on this, when you're in particular... Mm, yeah, well, he, he sort, area and particular characters as well. Yeah, well, he reached. Well, he, well, everyone knows he sort of reached that point with Doctor Who, um, which is why he walked away from it. Um, some would say he walked away from it, a, a, you know, a season too late. Um, uh, well, not, maybe not a season too late, but maybe the specials. Um, yeah. but, then, but then again, we got Waters of Mars out of those specials, so yeah, um, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's not all bad, is it? No. No, the only thing with Torchwood is there isn't a natural successor there, is there? No, that's it. Unless somebody who's been writing for this current well, there's series. A, yeah, well, there's there's a lot of other sort of like sci-fi and fantasy writers, say, like from people, um, people have written for like Battlestar and, and Buffy and things like that. But it's, again, they haven't really sort of concentrated on one particular genre. Yeah, it's they sort of mixed it around a little bit. Where it was Russell T Davis, he's for the last four basically since two thousand and five, just concentrated on science fiction. Yeah, um, yeah. So you, you can and, under, and you can understand it. So it's exactly the same and the same characters. There's only so many times you can rewrite the same character. Well, in yeah, situations. That's it. I mean, considering you know, he, if he was doing it from different, totally different science fiction series. You could probably use different ideas that you couldn't use for Doctor Who or Torchwood. Yeah, well, I was going to say he has actually whittled those characters, sort of, you know, recurring characters, just that down to two now, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's you know, the, the, the original Torchwood team are all sort of being killed off, apart from Gwen and Jack. So it's, um, I think, from that point of view, I don't know if he's done that just to keep himself fresh with, you know, coming up with so more sort of character ideas. New characters, yeah. yeah. Um, or he just run out of ideas for those particular characters and killed them off. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But uh, but there we go. So we'll, we'll obviously everyone have to wait and see and um, see what happens after this particular series is finished. Um, a last bit of touch with news. I say news really. It's just the overnight figures for Dead of Night. Um, which had um, average audience of 4.2 million viewers on BBC One and BBC One HD. Um, those figures are unofficial, um, but it's not bad. It's um, you've it got a... someone smuggling them out to you on a mobile phone. Have yes. You? <laughs> well, no, it was slightly down on the previous week, 4.4 million, um, which I I can imagine to be honest, because as, as <laughs> because you was nearly one of them. I was, yes. Um, if anyone listened to uh, last week's podcast, you and I absolutely hated uh, episode two of Torchwood. Um, so I, I'm not surprised to see a, a slight drop in viewers there. But again, is it the, what's not even mid-series lull at the moment, is it? So, um, yeah, I mean, there's still a healthy healthy audience figure, though. I mean, it's the most, most watched programme of the day. So there's, there's nothing, to, uh, nothing to sneer at yeah. by any stretch of the imagination, is it? Yes, so uh, let's hope that continues. And the last um, little bit of news, this is something you discovered, isn't it, Paul? It is the lazy journalism of the week. Yes. Yes. Now, would, would you like to tell this story, or shall I, shall I dive uh, in? It was just following on from, I think, our, our mentions about the Daily Mail having already got people complaining about the uh, let's, let's Kill Hitler episode. Actually, let me just say, because I have to get it at least one once a podcast, yeah. don't I? Let's yes. kill Hitler. I thank you. And saying that people are appalled by the fact that they that they've saved Hitler and whatever. And the Telegraph seems to be running with the story that the Daily Mail has run with this story, <laughs> but actually quoting that it's the Daily Mirror, <laughs> which 
Um, you just thought that sort of that sums up where this story goes and how the British press tend to. They couldn't even be bothered, could they, to research it themselves? No. Honestly, it's. Um, I, I, actually, I, I must read a little bit of this out, actually, um, <laughs> because um, it, it quotes. All that they're, based, they're basing this on is the trailer that was shown at the San, uh, San Diego Comic Con, which is now available for, you know, for everyone to see. Um, but basically, this little bit here it says Hitler, played by Albert Welling, tells them chillingly, "Thank you." I think you just saved my life. Cool, that makes your blood run cold, doesn't it? <laughs> Jesus. Um, but then, but then um, apparently the trailer provoked condemnation among fans when it was screened at the Comic-Con convention in California at the weekend. Uh, one viewer told the Daily Mirror, uh, the thought of Doctor Who helping Hitler in any positive way is terrible and unthinkable. Uh, which I think just basically, that was the same quote used in the Daily Mail last week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, lazy journalism at its, at its best there. Fantastic, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, we, <laughs> I think we, we we probably aim to it, sort of bring this kind of lazy news to to the world each week, don't we? We're always looking out yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. Well. So uh, why not? It, it, it deserves to be um, well ridiculed. I think. Yes, that's all we're sticking with. It deserves to be ridiculed. If only Tony was here, he has something to say about it. Yeah, but he's obviously writing his article for the press at the moment. <laughs> yeah, he just listens to this podcast and paraphrases it, doesn't he? Actually, no, tell her, though, he doesn't listen to this podcast. Dear, oh dear. Okay, feel free to speak, Paul, whenever you like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't listen to this podcast either. So. <laughs> Next week, folks, is a solo show. <laughs> and the week after that, it's just complete silence. <laughs> Neither of us can be bothered to talk. Okay, then. Well, I think that just about wraps up the news um, for this week. So, um, as usual, that was the news. Right. Uh, let's continue uh, with the rest of the show. And, of course, it is... Review time uh, of Torchwood episode three, Dead of Night. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you want me to kick things off? Considering I had a lot to say last week. Yes, and I've actually, I have to admit, I've only watched it once. So oh, so it, it not, is not not, not not in a out of protest. Just yeah, that's, haven't got round to watch. I got round to watch it. Yeah, so it is a a role reversal. I have managed to watch it twice this week. Um, I have to say. Um, bodes well <laughs> yes it does um I'd, I'd say it was still another slow story or slow episode i should say um but i thought it was a vast improvement on last week yeah it's a bit more actual torchwood wasn't it yes um there's a, you know it's a bit more investigation going on um obviously they sort of moved the there wasn't was it, again there wasn't a lot of action there's sort of only real action was sort of at, at the beginning um when they sort of uh, broke into what's the the guy? Wait, I can't remember the name of the CI. Was it Friedkin? Um, broke yeah. into broke into Rex broke into his house. Um, that was the only sort of real bit of um, action this week. Yeah, because uh, they, they cut out Jack scenes, didn't? They? Yes, yeah, that kind of action. <laughs> no action there. No. Um, well, I, I, we'll, we'll come on to that bit later. Sure, we'll come on to the um, the, the raunch later on. Um, yeah, but again, I do think it actually did move the story along to a certain degree because um, you now got um, Fycor uh, sort of have been announced as sort of they've been sort of um, I would say stockpiling all these painkillers and stuff and um, obviously they they knew what was going to happen are they behind it or, yeah uh, they seem to be being set up as the baddies at the moment that's right they are, they are the instigators or whether they are just another pawn of the people behind it yeah that's it um yeah so you know it was quite um quite good i mean i've I've seen sort of a few um a few tweets and apparently even people have seen episode four and it does appear to be a lot of um it was actually pointed out um on twitter it seems to be a lot of um british people aren't liking this series at all 
because it's so slow, nothing's happening. Or it, it appears to be a lot of the um, US viewers are loving it. Yeah, I don't. So I don't, don't, know, don't know why. No. That is. Um, no idea on that one. Really, really strange. Really strange. Because um, I have to say, as I said earlier, it's, it's not actually a previous podcast. It's not actually been as Americanization of it as I thought it would be, if that's a word. Not at all, but that'll do. Um, <laughs> no, it is. You're right. It, it's. Um, well, obviously, it is. It's Americanized to a certain degree, but um, you you still got sort of Gwen and Jack still using, you know, the you know, sort of the UK. Uh, what's the best word for vernacular? Is that is that the correct yes. word? Yes, this yes, yeah. the UK vernacular. Um, I mean, we had a bit, didn't we, of the explanation, pointing out that. the differences in words and yeah. meanings between English and American. But I would have thought Gwen would have known. Um, the difference, well, not difference, that pants and trousers are the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd have thought there would have been a realization from the uh, from the English side because we get so many American programs. Yeah, but I can understand perhaps the Americans not quite understanding. Well, yeah, because they seem to think that most English people are actually Australian. Yeah. Um, as we can contest ourselves, um, yeah. but I, I thought they'd be they'd play more on the the Welsh aspect, yeah, of it so far. Um, I was I was fully expecting, actually expecting American viewers to 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 ask for subtitles for the Welsh accent, considering how um, they've actually what was it they asked for, there was one particular problem they couldn't understand the English bloke in it at all. Oh, God, that's 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 gonna that's gonna bug me now. But actually, said, "Oh yes, this needs this needs subtitles because we can't understand what the English guy is saying," um, which I find absolutely bizarre. But apparently, they have no problems with the Welsh accent. So, no, yeah. So maybe the uh, the Welsh accent is more universal than than us English are led to believe, <laughs> or like to think, I should say. Yeah. Yes. So maybe. Um, maybe. But anyway. Um, but with the the plot, um, how can I put it? It, it? Considering that it's meant to be like a global, um, this is one thing I'm, fe- I'm, I'm feeling at the moment. Because it's meant to be like a global event. No, yeah. every every single person on the planet is now immortal, obviously apart from Jack. Um, it doesn't feel global enough. There's no mention of what's happening in um, the other countries or continents. Uh, it's all still very, very sort of insular to the states. Well, there's been vague ones about India's putting contraception into the water. Yeah, you had that, but the, but if you've got, but like you're not a, actually. There's no actual. They've not actually. Well, they're not actually going to fly the expense to actually or even mock up. No, it's, it's not. Uh, that, that's now. It's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is it's the fact that they've got this um, healthcare um, conference thing. That would be a global conference. Yeah. I mean, if you had something like that, you would have all the the world sort of what's it called, the World Health Authority, what you call it. Uh, they would be at the centre of everything. Yeah. Um, and at the moment, you just got this thing from different hospitals in America, um, which I, I just it, that's what I mean. That, that's that's why I don't feel it's global. Yeah, enough. actually, you think, I hadn't actually thought about that. Yeah, that you probably would have. Yeah. A, uh... Yeah, it just, you know, it just... Um... Oh, perhaps that is meant to be the world health thing. And just on the typical of Americans doing world, world meaning just the Americans as they do their sport. Um... Yeah. Um, and another, um, another little dig at the... Um, I did, one thing I did notice this week um, was the, the dig at the Catholics about the abortion thing, because basically all the, all the uh, fetuses aborted um, are still alive. Yeah. As well. Um and sort of like someone, oh, you know, it's it's not they should be allowed to allowed to live. That was obviously the Catholic saying it. that doesn't want contraception, blah blah blah. Um, so that doctor, also Doctor Vera, sort of rounding on him, didn't she? Yeah. Um, I thought, hmm, okay, it was. Um, but I suspect so, that's Russell T Davis' view on. Well, isn't he actually a Catholic? 
or lapsed yeah, lapse Catholic or something, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and and that is probably why he feels that way. Probably, yes. Um, it's you do tend to probably take that view of a religion that may actually have been forced. Well, don't know if it had been forced upon him, but in tendency, you tend to well up the same religion as your parents if they were at all religious. Yeah, it's um, and a certain rebellion. Well, he's he's brought he's brought sort of Catholic, um, not say imagery into it before, but sort of like um, if you go back to Gridlock, when they're all singing the old rugged cross. Yeah. Um, now again, bizarre. If you don't like, um, or if you've got very strong opinions about religion, why well, bring a very very Catholic song into the equation or him? I should say it's not a song. Is it him? Into the equation, it's um, yeah. I, 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 yeah, but there again, no, no. But there again, it might just be writing. That's the that's the thing that actually, because it's something that's that he's grown up with and a belief that he's grown up with, either love or hate, against or mm. believing. Yeah, it's something that actually is in his consciousness to do that. It could be. I mean, I, I don't want to sort of dwell on this because I, th- you know, obviously. This is a Doctor Who, and now for, for this episode, sort of talk to a podcast. Um, I, I don't think we should uh, dwell too long on religion. <laughs> I'm sorry to have brought it up. <laughs> no, it's um, but the other thing I'm, I'm finding. I mean, the other the other mention has been was it uh, talking about the religions that like believe in reincarnation? Yeah, and they thought they'd start trying to kill each other if they couldn't come back as something else and they decided to be in peace with each other because there's only one life yeah yeah that's it um yeah so i mean as there has been slight other mentions but yeah like i say this is the first one that's been i suppose it just wanted to talk about abortion mm. and the easiest way to do it was to but it is, it is i think we're going to Got into a lot of different areas of what this means as far as death or not death from the end trailer of it, which we won't go into, but um, oh, yeah, I know, yeah, I know exactly what you mean, yeah, yeah. So, I think this was just the, the first shot in the what what can be considered right and wrong now, mm. and then you've also, I mean, you've also got the fact of the uh. The police saying that they can't now charge anyone with murder because it's not now an offence. Yeah, the, so I did find that that was that was quite an interesting um, sort of plot point actually. Um, there, was, there was that poor woman who'd been strangled over and over again. And see, I still can't see why they couldn't charge with attempted murder because the fact that the person can't die is not the person who's trying to murder them's fault, hmm. so to speak. They are trying to kill them. Now I, I can't remember what that policeman said. About we, he said we can't even charge them for murder because there is no murder. So yeah. the least we can charge them for is, and I can't remember what that charge was. Um, whatever. Didn't he say attempted murder? No, no. I think he said we can't even we can't charge them for murder. We can't even charge them with attempted murder if murder's not possible. Hmm. Um, I think it was just. Assault. assault wasn't it yeah it might have been yeah I honestly can't remember um, even though I watched it this afternoon um, yeah um, but I still think at the moment that my only one sort of criticism now of the plot um, everything at the moment is just a little bit too convenient if you see what I mean it's just I'll give you an example Rex just happens to know the Doctor uh, you know, Dr. Vera, who happens to know Julie Kitzinger, who ha- also happens to work yeah. for FICOR, and you know, it's all a little bit convenient, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. At the moment, there's no real, but, um, it's it's no real detective work. Yeah, it's it, it has on, a, you could say featured around her, mm. hasn't it? So yeah, that's right. I mean, considering she's at this. Um, She's at this sort of health conference thing, basically because she invited herself, didn't she? Yeah, and she's the one that she's latched onto. Yeah, very, very convenient. All those people there, why her? Unless there is a reason, because she did make mention about some um, paper that she'd written, that this Dr. Vera had written previously. 
Yeah. So maybe there is a reason. I mean, yeah, they obviously had... It wasn't just that she just happened to be outside when she came out and spoke to her. No, that's right. They are seemingly picking their people. Now, which brings me on to the... Um... So, so I suppose you'd say the only co- coincidence was the fact that she was the one that treated Rex. Yeah. Um, Say, so making sort of other um, things, where do they fit in the moment, is Oswald Danes. Yeah. And, and at the moment, I can't quite figure out why Fico are interested in him and why they're using him as a, a figurehead for this no, you know, no prescription drugs. Yeah, you wouldn't... Well, I, I presume the thing on that is the fact that he's probably the hottest property on talk shows at the moment. Yeah, but so, yeah, but so was Peter Andre. Would you want him heading up a, <laughs> a government campaign for uh, no more prescription drugs? <laughs> well... <laughs> um, or, Ka- or Katie Price. It depends, it depends on the... The airtime he'd get, believe me. <laughs> if, he had his, if ITV had given me his own series, then fine, yeah, probably would. I'm not, I'm not making any connection with this at the moment. I don't understand why him in particular. Um, obviously, he wasn't the only person um, to survive dying on Miracle Day. Yeah, but I suppose you've had the thing was the oh, interview. Yeah, well, he's a... Then became the major. It's become the major talking point because he's the yeah. At the end of the day, he's, he's still, he's still he's, everyone, everyone had decided deserved to die. That's living. Yeah, but at the end of the day, he's he's a child killer, and yeah. I still don't know why you want a child killer. Yeah, yeah. Why why you'd want to associate yourself with that? Yeah, that 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 that's the thing. More more than why. Yes, I can understand that he's probably the the most public face of this um, happening. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I just you can, understand, you can understand from a, from an actual getting getting onto the TV mm. using him, but yeah, bearing his background, why would you want to associate your your company with him? Yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't seem to make a hell of a lot of sense to them, but but obviously they've got some some plan in mind for him. Yeah, um, and I'm not also making much of a connection is why sort of like um, the public are sort of seen in some sort of well, deity, really. Yeah. It's like when Jack's thrown out of the fire corps, um building. Yeah. You know, did you touch him? Did you touch, did you see him? Did you touch Oswald Danes? And it's sort of, well... Yeah, why? 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 Yeah. Um, why yeah. are you now thinking he's like Jesus? Because yeah. everybody um, is in the same boat. Yeah. Anybody who's... Yeah, he was the only person who'd not died. Yeah, you could understand it. You could understand that there'd be this sort of, oh, perhaps he is. Yeah. Whatever. But, yeah, the fact that he's just similar to anybody else, it's just the fact that his death was high profile. His death would have been high profile had it happened. Mm. His lack of death, perhaps, is the right way to say that was high profile. Um, yeah, I couldn't understand that. And I couldn't understand that. It, it all, I said that in the last podcast, didn't I, about how it all seemed to go too easily from this is an evil man to... Oh, you know, don't you feel sorry for him and all this? It, it really was. It was sort of on the flip of a coin, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was I mean, the only bit bizarre. counteracting the bit they've had done put in counteracting that was him being chased from the diner and then beaten up by the police. Yeah. Um, to sort of say, oh, there's still this on the ground. There tends to be this, but then that, like you say, that woman then sort of contradicts that. Yeah, it, I just can't it, understand why anybody would be. Even you know, you might feel your your views as to whether he deserved to die or not may have been changed by his breakdown and crying and whatever. But your views as to whether he was a yeah, because you, you had that a decent whole, person wouldn't have done. Yeah, I, I think so. Really, the the best bit of the whole um, thing we want to stick with Oswald Danes was his conversation with Jack. Yeah. Um, how did you enjoy that performance? I thought that it, um, I still, I, I'm still not convinced. I still thought it was a little bit um, like he was trying too hard. If you see what I mean, yeah, he was trying right. to. I, I don't know. It, I mean, it's not as it wasn't as hammy. 
as I found yeah. his performance in, in the previous two episodes. But um, he's 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 treading for me. He's treading a very fine line of going over the top. Yeah, um, I mean, I actually I actually did like that bit. I think that was yeah. I thought that I thought the actual the actual dialogue was was spot on. Sort yeah, of like you're getting a, a, a more of a um, a look into inside Oswald Dane's mind. Yeah, um, and his whole reasons for doing it, um, which are well, just plain bizarre and wrong, as you would expect yeah. them to be. Um, yeah, but but he did, isn't this converted and. No, that's it. He's, he's still trying to justify what he did to a certain extent. Um, so it is all uh, very much an act. Yeah. That's that's what I see at the moment because he, he was yeah. so desperate to get that recording back off of Jack as well. And obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I think what you can gather from that, from, well, I can gather from that, that conversation anyway, is Jack also wants to die after what he did to his own grandson. In Children of Earth, because um, he said like Oswald Danes, he wanted to he wanted to die because he can't. It's killing him. Yeah, yeah. and I think to, I think that was meant to be the the same thing going on in Jack's yeah. mind as well. I, I mean, I could have completely sort of misread the situation, but that, that's how I see it anyway. Um, but yeah, I thought that was, that was quite a good. That was sort of one of the best I scenes. I suppose in the actually, they've both been responsible for a child's death. They have, yeah. That's, that, that's that's exactly it. For whatever yeah. reason, different differing reasons, but it comes down to yeah, they still probably on a personal level. It comes down to exactly the same, and probably even more for Jack, really. Yeah, that's right. Um, one thing I did notice though, there seemed to be um, obviously there must have been some sort of passing of time between episodes two and three, because it just seemed to leap from. You know them escaping all of a sudden from the airport, and then they're just breaking into the CIA. What is it? What we call him a section chief's house, and now they're working as a team. Um, I suppose it wouldn't necessarily have needed too much. It wouldn't need too much. It just seemed to be a bit of a leap, as far as I was concerned. Uh. I know, it's, I know it sounds like I didn't enjoy the episode. I did. It was just a few things. I thought, well, hang on a minute, this seems to be no, missing, I suspect, missing I mean, bits out. It's more, you still get the feeling, well, probably up until the point where they was planning um, to go to the the conference, that still, Rex still didn't, trust them and they didn't trust him yeah but, it, but even that was still a little bit what it sort of came out of nowhere again because at the beginning of the episode obviously they do trust each other because they seem to be very very um sort of pally and sort of please what they've the work they've done blah 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 um and then it was just completely turned on its head again because maybe because um obviously I, we keep a clean tag but you know rex has still been uh an idiot basically yeah um, and that is just the one character I still cannot warm to at all. Oh, you still get the feeling he's in it for himself as much as anything else. Yeah, you I still I, probably I, get the feeling the, the the cogs are turning in his head about where does this put me in my career if I solve this. Yeah, I mean, it's, to... it's just it's just the fact he's meant to be this sort of like top CIA agent, and okay, you you can you, you, we know by now he's an arrogant. Um, see, I don't think he's so. As, so. See, I think I, actually the thing on that one is that he isn't as high as he thinks he should be. I, you had the first conversation before he gets skewered, where he's talking about getting promotion, and that didn't seem to necessarily be. You're not talking about moving up within the America, was it? It was he was going to be going out somewhere else. Yeah, it's it's just this thing that if he wasn't that well thought of, then um, he wouldn't be given that kind of job regardless of his best friend's wife's got leukaemia. Oh, yeah. No, no. You know, it, it, it's just this whole thing. He's in line for, if he, for a promotion, but he's not necessarily as high up as as, you, as, you, as he probably feels he should be. Yeah, I just think that the guy's, um, the, the character's an absolute 
Um, I can't say any English swear words here. Yeah. No, I know, um, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, it else does. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. yeah. Like, it's, I, it's, I, it's the fact that you, you're now supposed to accept him as one of the good guys, and I can't. I, just, but I don't think you're meant to. I, I honestly oh, don't. Oh, I don't know. Your third episode in now, and you, there's got to be some sort of trust building there. And he sort of he buggered off mid-episode and came back again as if yeah. nothing had happened. Um it's just like a a, a spoilt brat, basically. Um, I'm, then, so, I'm sorry, I really don't want to see that character get his comeuppance. Having his people support him. He's not actually a necessarily a team player. Oh, he's definitely not that. Definitely so not. So his reaction to this is that they should be supporting him. But it's also the other thing as well, that he, he cannot accept the fact that everyone's out to, you know, if one minute he's, he was berating... Esther for putting her sister's phone number into her mobile. Yeah. Um, and the next thing, he said, well, forget all that. And I don't know if this this is a, a plot hole or something. I don't know. Because next minute, he's he's sort of contacting his, his ex-instructor who promptly sort of sets him up. So, again, I don't know if it was meant to be a thing of he was hoist by his own petard there. Um, I, think, I think that was just... Or he's just an idiot. No, well, I think he was just supposed to be. He was trying to see who he could who he could trust, if he could trust anybody. That was the person probably that he felt he could trust most. Oh yeah, I and, understand that. It was just the fact he obviously didn't trust him enough to actually enter the, ho- the hotel lobby. Hotel and wait for him. Mm. He was waiting to see what the reaction was to that call. Oh, obviously, but it's it's just the fact. I, I just don't like the character, and I I think even come the end. Um, of this series, I will still not like this character. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that's perfectly reasonable, and I don't think there's any point that you're supposed to. No, and I, I actually, it's never a, really liked. You're never really meant to like Owen Harper, was you? Well, I must admit because I never watched really watched the first and no. second um, series of Torchwood. Um, I mean, he he in some ways was a similar character. Mm. So, I don't know. Not, I don't know if it's, I having know. having people on the t- in, on the good side, so to speak, who are not very nice people, is not new. Oh no, it's not new. It's just the fact they've taken this character to the nth degree, and and I just want him to get his comeuppance. Really, I actually it's a, one of the, you know I actually want him to um, die at the end. I just hate. I just absolutely hate the character. Um, Whereas on the, on the other side of that, the Ginny Kitzinger character, um, this week I warmed to a little bit more. Right. Because that's another character I wasn't overly struck on. Um, winning you over. No, she's got a freakishly large grin, actually. Um, no, it's... I don't know. She wasn't... You sort of get the, the opinion now that she's not as... Well, I'm getting the opinion anyway, that she's not as big a player as you might have thought she was. I think she's a small cog in a very big machine. Because uh, all she's doing is introducing the people to her, whoever those those guys were sitting in the boardroom. Yeah. So I don't think she's that big a player. So I think there's probably more to her than meets the eye at the moment. Yeah, but then you don't know whether she's... It depends whether the drug company is the bad guys... Or there's somebody else behind that, and if there's somebody else behind that, the drug company may be being played by her. Oh, it could well be. Um, as much as, but that's what I'm saying. She's rather not, than yeah, her but, actually being just the employee of them. Yeah, but that's what that's what I'm saying. She is not. She's a small cog in the machine, in the machine of, of Firecore. She's just she's just doing introduction. She's not actually. Sort of making deals. She's not making things happen, is she? Um, as you say, as you say, we, as you say, we don't know who this mysterious person is on the other end of um, on the other end of the mobile phone. With you know, with the spinning triangle, no. we, we don't know who that is yet. Um, it's obviously not. Um, well, I say obviously. I'm, I'm assuming it's not anyone at Fycor. No. Um, and also, who who is this? Um, Who's this congressman? I just don't know who who so, is. Sorry, you you broke up 
um, when you were speaking then. Sorry, say again. Start again. We don't know who who is the running it, do we? And until we do know that, then... No, that's right. It's a bit difficult. It'd be interesting to see, presuming the next episode, we're going to find out what Gwen got off of the computer. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, Which may it. give us a bit more... It may do. Um, yeah, so, well, I'm not, obviously not going to say what uh, what happens or what, what we see in the, in the next uh, next time trailer. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's the things, it does look like things are, are moving on somewhat. Um, there's a couple of other things I... Um, actually, it's all been about what I've liked about it so far. What about yourself, Paul? Um, actually, getting back to the phone call from the whoever to them. Yeah. The thing I couldn't... The thing on that, actually, was from the moment they'd taken the phone, you would have thought they'd have tried to have rung it for the point of what they actually did say when they had to get out, was the fact they could trace now where the phone was by where it would have rang. Mm. You'd have thought, actually, the people who'd have... The minute he'd announced that he'd, the phone had been taken, told them that his phone had been taken, they'd have move to try and get it back or just not rang that phone anymore well I, I presume those ringing to I suppose we're actually working on the basis that they actually know that the phone's been taken I suppose they might not have done because if he doesn't know who they are other than by the contact well by if you go by what he's, he's only contact to well them. no if, if you remember what, what he said at the beginning of the episode they are everywhere they know everything yeah you would have thought that none of his mobile phone had been nicked Point is, who would he know who to tell? And he yeah. can't tell. Well, no, that's the thing. He doesn't have to, as he said, yeah. that they are everywhere and they know everything. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, in this, on this occasion, they don't. <laughs> no. So, possible plot hole number two. <laughs> no, no, I don't think. I, I, just, I just think that if they, if they just if they just conveniently forgot forgot about that particular line of dialogue just to move the story on, it's a pretty poor way of moving the story along. Yeah. You'd have thought, actually, while this was going on, they'd have been contacting him more frequently, even if they didn't know that the phone had been taken. Mm. Especially as those two haven't yet been caught. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it doesn't really um, add up at the moment. Um, but as I say, it's still early days. I mean, obviously, I'm sort of going on about the fact that Picking a lot of holes in this episode here, but I did actually, I, I didn't hate the episode. I enjoyed, actually enjoyed watching yeah. it this week. Um, there was some sort of nice little, there's one thing, um, I don't know many other people would have, would have even made this connection actually. Right at the very beginning when um, Gwen's watching that March of the Soulless, walking yeah. by, as you said, with, with her uh, bags of shopping. Um, when it, it's a bit of a closer on the uh, the priest at the front with the mask on. It it looks like Father Ted. I don't know if you noticed that. No, I didn't. Be, be, I because, he, because he had um, like a um, a grey V neck jumper on underneath, and he had white sort of grey white hair, and it was exactly the same um, haircut as Father Ted. I don't know if that was I don't know if that was unintentional or it was some little in joke sort of like oh yeah it, it worked we got to have a priest at, at, at the head of this um, march of the soulless let's have someone looks like um, Father Ted I mean that was ah <laughs> oh, please if anyone else um, thought the same please let me know please let, let me know I'm not going mad <laughs> um, alternatively ring for help yes <laughs> ring the Samaritans or something. Um, Another thing I liked was uh, Gwen's approach to stealing a car. Yeah. As well. Everyone's just sort of like, you know, very um, gingerly trying the door handles. If it opens. She just chucks a brick through the window. Yeah. Which I thought was... Says uh, I've got one. I've got one. Yeah. I thought I, I did like that bit. Um, and also the quote made by um, made by Jack when they look in, um, in or Rex opens the doors to the warehouse. Yeah. Um, it's, it's bigger on the inside than on the outside. Uh, which was a, a direct Doctor Who reference. Yeah. So I've since read. So yeah, I thought that was uh, 
that was quite good. Um, the other thing I thought was good as well was the uh, return of the contact lenses. Yeah. Um, That's what I say. It had a lot more feel of Torchwood about it, didn't it? This it episode, did, but... yeah, because you had all the Torchwood, sort of, not all the Torchwood technology, but they're using all their equipment to do all the, the research, and then you got the, um, the contact lenses again. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was it. Was it was, it was a sort of a welcome return? I thought. Um, and of course, you had the um, mention of Yanto during Jack and Gwen's phone call. Yeah. Um, which again sort of makes you calls into question sort of, um, sort of Jack's state of mind at the moment. Yeah, I know he was he was pissed at the time as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know if um, he was sort of what what um, Rex has said to him about you know his whole basically his whole team is dead. Well, you actually well, wonder. I mean, I'm trying to now think previous Torchwood. Could he actually get drunk? before so is this the first time that he's actually got drunk because i know you're talking about having a hangover being the first time he'd had a hangover mm. i can't so, remember i can't as, remember as i said i never used to watch Torchwood, so i i, I honestly... trying to think whether he has or not because i suppose if you're saying that his body can heal very quickly whether it could deal with alcohol very quickly so he couldn't get drunk could have been. It makes sense. So that was actually the yeah. sort of the, the drunken phone call, the waking up and feeling whatever. Yeah. It was yeah, the first I... time that he's actually really felt like expressing how he feels about the situation. Yeah, possibly, because he said he just feels, as he said, he's a, a mortal man with mortal needs now. Yeah. So, uh, no, 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 obviously, before we get onto his mortal needs, um, there's still there's still one thing that really um, bugs me, and it's also bugged me um, every time Russell T Davis wrote this into any Doctor Who scripts. It's the news reports. Yet again, you've got actors who can't act like anchormen or women. It sounds like an actor telling you the news, and it still bugs me because I always felt that about that. Um, that one always using Doctor Who, that Trinity Wells character. Yeah. Um, again, it, it just sounded like an actor telling you the news. It didn't sound like a, a professional newsreader. And I think that's probably the problem. They probably got them to um, sort of remember the lines rather than just reading them off an autocue, which probably would have had the desired effect. I don't know how they do it, but um, it, it doesn't f- seem natural. Can't say I noticed that myself. <laughs> nah, it, it, it's just I, it, it's always bugged me, always has done. Um, as I think the worst one was in um, uh, Aliens of London. There was a because I think you had Andrew Marr popped up in that one, didn't he? Who is a, of those of you who don't know, he's a, a, a bona fide um, sort of current affairs uh, presenter. Um, but there was another guy, um, so obviously not a news reporter. Um, telling sort of the viewers at home how the streets of London are empty, and it it was just like an actor, and it's sort of like the, the streets are deserted. It's it, they're empty, and it was all it was oh it was terrible. <laughs> I'm actually cringing just thinking about it. Um, yeah, so again, they they still can't even using American actors. They can't they cannot seem to do news reading correct. So uh, so you you haven't got an opinion on that one, Paul? No, not no, at all. No, it just no. doesn't. No, I hadn't really. No, if, well, if you if you watch it back again, if you if you do watch it again before um, this Thursday's episode, um, just just have a look. There's this this little news item. There's this old um, this old guy. It's like a split screen thing, um, and it's it's it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't sound right at all. Not by any stretch of imagination. Um, now I suppose we 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 I don't know if we have to or not really. Um, the cut scene. Yeah. Um, I mean, have not knowing what exactly. Well, it is did out, happen, but Well, it, no, it is out there to be seen. It was it was being tweeted continuously through the the airing on Thursday night. If you want to see the uncut version, just goes here. Um, it's, it was like porn peddling. 
I mean, to a certain extent, if it had nothing to do with the story, you can understand probably why the BBC cut it, because... Well, because it wasn't just that scene that was cut, it was also the scene between Vera and Rex as well. Yeah. And was also edited. Um, Which, to a certain extent, you can see that that's more plot-driven. Well... In terms of... It was was obvious the pair of them had... They just argued, they'd gone off in different directions, and... Both wanted to get laid, basically. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, forget about their worries for a bit. Um, and his reasons to going to her were pretty well, he uh, was, he strong because was... he wanted a, his wound dressed. Yeah, and some more painkillers. Yeah. Um, but again, I... Actually, no, I don't... did he need painkillers, though? Because hadn't they been to the warehouse by then? That's true. He had, actually, hadn't he? Even though he was, so he was just taking a crate with him. Was well, that was, that was the thing because he was about to pass out from the pain, but he had a pocket full of painkillers. Hmm. I suppose it depends on how bad the pain is. I suppose. Yeah, and I suppose he's losing so. blood. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but anyway, getting back to the, um, the, the 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 plot thread in hand, as it were, um, I personally don't. In in this sort of program, I don't know if any sex scene of any persuasion would actually move the the story forward. No, I suppose the only the only thing for it was the fact that it is saying was to reaffirm that Jack now um, has to think of himself as mortal. Yeah, in the fact of asking about protection and yeah, it was also the other thing on that. I don't know if he just sort of the, the fact of doing that and getting drunk. He's he. Um, he sort of fears his mortality and the fact that he's, he's trying to yeah. do all these things now before he could quite yeah. possibly die. He suddenly just realised that he might only have a limited amount of time to yeah. do these things. and Because to... that's, that's what he said to Gwen on the phone, wasn't it? He said, oh, yeah. you, you know, you're now immortal and I'm dying. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Sort of echoing the conversation she'd had about being old and him coming to play with her grandchildren. Yeah. Still looking exactly the same. Yeah, that's it. So, I mean, from, the, from that point of view, yes, it did sort of kind of not move the, the story forward, it probably moved the characters yeah. forward. And more, how more, their relationship has changed as yeah. first. Yeah, more than anything else. Um, um, so, so th- yeah, so to that extent, you probably just needed him, as the BBC showed, really, going into the bar. Yeah, I, I really don't and think it needs any more the conversation on the phone. Yeah. And how he was the next morning. Yeah. And I, that probably was all that was needed. Yeah. So, um, I suppose you can see why the BBC decided they could do without it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, probably. well, obviously they, they probably trimmed it not for those reasons, um, but it's probably the, the one thing they thought, well, they, they could trim without. And not only that, the they story. probably just felt that actually what it would do is it would bring them a lot of adverse publicity. Well, that's for, what... no, for, no, for no actual justification, be able to justify and say this is because... Yeah, this had to be there because of this. Yeah, once um, it didn't have to be. Had it been, well, this, uh, this is this is also despite what John Barrowman was saying. You know, it, the whole it, it does it is an important plot point. Well, to a certain degree, yes, it was. Um, but from my point say, of view, you don't have to show a sex scene of any description in the site in in that. Well, actually, there's probably not many things you you need to actually show a sex scene for. Yeah, to move unless there's um, a consequence of of of, uh, of what has that. happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, then fair enough, but um, but for this, I think it's just the fact Jack just wanted to get laid. Yeah, it was, it was just saying that now he's and so did Rex on that and that on, you know on the same token. Yeah, yeah. It, it just didn't just, really. Yeah, just that's just that point of he just needed to do something get away from the intensity of the what was happening yeah and just have some time enjoying himself have some fun indeed yes um yeah i mean you know i don't think it was anything to get uh to get worked up about at all was it no in particular um you know it's just i think it was, it was probably just a um the usual storm in a teacup um, I mean, to a certain extent, it has given them a bit of publicity without actually, and then by cutting it for the beat. Yeah, it has. That's right. It's um, because 
they haven't got the angry letters to the Daily Mail to contend with. Well, I must admit, obviously, because we said at the beginning that there are it's sort of the, the audience um, figures were slightly lower this week. Um, I mean, did this scene play any part in that at, at all? I mean. No, obviously no one knows their reasons why. There's a lot of people like you last week who just thought, no, I'm not going to to bother. Perhaps Mm. if they were doing something else, they wasn't going to make time to watch it. Perhaps you still probably got the people that would watch it because it's there at home and... Yeah. Well, you... you, I I would... Actually, I would have thought um, how it sort of just... Me just saying that, I think that... um, People have probably watched Torchwood before, wouldn't be watching it now if they didn't like the fact that Captain Jack. Um, well, he, doesn't, yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't swing both ways; he swings in all directions, doesn't he? So, yeah, um, yeah. and even even to BBC One and Children of Earth, that was very apparent. Yeah, so it's it's not something that. Mind you, I did I did like his um, his line to Rex when he when he picked up Rex's painkillers. And he said, um, "Hey, Arnie, there's you. You know, you weren't impaled the other night." And he said, "Well, you should. You should have seen the other guy." Yeah. And he said, "Oh, Rex doesn't like his jokes too gay." Well, I thought, well, I thought was, no, I did like that, but also like the comeback. Yeah, no, he said, no. What I don't like is a forty-year-old acting like a twenty-year-old. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was. Um, but again, that's the well, kind actually, of the comeback to that would have been what age he is. Well, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Hundreds of years he'd be by now. Well, actually, I like the fact about when, when they, they'd used his credit cards or his cash card to get money out to buy food and that. And he was saying, I hope that hasn't cleaned you out. He was going, no, it's been gaining interest since 1906. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did like that. That was good. That was good. So there was, there was some good stuff in it. Yeah. There was some good stuff in it this week. Um, there's just sort of some good little, nice little... Sort of nice lines of dialogue. Um, I suspect if we had reviewed both two and three together, we'd have had a much more. We'd have just forgotten about two. I th- I think we would have done. And would have been. A yeah, more, I think we would have done because positive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, two episode two only had one redeeming feature, and that was the scene on the aircraft trying to get the yeah. antidote. The rest of it was just awful. Um, yeah. Okay, I know. I think this. I think this still justify a whole episode, has it? No, that's it. Um, I think this week, well, not spectacular. It was. It was an improvement on last week. No, you just feel that at least you're you're going somewhere now. It's yeah. thrown up some more questions. Yeah, you're sort of being pointed in a certain direction, um, which I suspect may not be the final conclusion, but you are being at least given clues, you suspect you'll look back at it at the end and think, oh yeah, that was obviously that and Yeah, I just began, I, I, understood that bit and because otherwise that was this, but Yeah, I, I, I suspect we're all gonna end up finding out that actually what happened in episode two was the That was the pivotal plot uh, episodes, yes. And we all just sort of missed it in amongst the Well the, not missed it, dismissed it I think is probably yeah. uh, more apt. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Yes. So, um, well, actually, I'm now actually looking forward to the next episode again. Yeah. Uh, whereas, whereas last week I wasn't looking forward to, to episode three at all. Um, but uh, thankfully I've been proven wrong. That's all I can say. Yeah, no, it, it just was. You just knew there was going to be, in a ten episode series like this, based around one story, you are going to have episodes that are just treading water. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's the thing. That's something I mentioned last week. I think a lot of other people have um, sort of thought. I think you know thought the same as well. Is the fact that for the second episode, Angie treading water. That's not a good sign. Yeah, it's just. I suppose it's just a question of of time. You've got to introduce people at a certain point. The interesting thing was we had no new characters introduced this week, did we? No. So that sort of moves it on quite nicely. I think we're going to get some more new characters next week, or yes, I think so. Um, so I wonder with that episode now is just going to be another episode of introducing people again. 
this is the problem right when you're introducing people you've got to try and give some sort of either background or whatever to them and um, well um to that I... extent you're always going to be it's always going to be more of a um what's the word i'm looking for a vocal episode than an action episode mm. Because it's going to have more, 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 work, more speaking than, than yeah. Well, that, that's what I was. That's what I was saying last week. It's fine having a having a, a quiet episode if the dialogue moves the story forward. And last week it didn't. Um, whereas to a certain degree, this week it did. Yeah, it, it was another sort of. As I've already said it. It wasn't a particularly action-packed episode, but it was it was fairly dialogue-heavy. But the dialogue did move the story forward. Um, which is what last week should have done. Yeah, but like I say, you, should, you shouldn't have to introduce you... anybody this week. So that always tends to, if you've just got characters that you already know in discussions, then obviously they. Can well, last well, la- well, la- well, say last week you didn't have any characters really introduced apart from Julie Kitzinger. Yeah, but you also had. Um... Brian's got blank on the name. The head of the CIA bloke. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's going to play that big a part, actually. But you still had to sort of introduce him in terms of. It's, it's like because I think because everyone the thought he was setting them up. Well, part of it, not him setting them up, but at least the man on the inside. Yeah, I think the, I think the other thing as well. I think everyone thought that the um, the CIA agent had a neck broken was going to play a larger part. Maybe she still might. I don't know. Um, but I think, judging from the, she sort of featured heavily in the trailers, yeah, and everything. Um, I think people did. I mean, I, I thought she was going to play a larger part than what she did. But everything um, that she featured in the trailers, we've seen, haven't we? So, yeah, obviously that was the stuff that um, wasn't going to give away too much of the plot. Yeah, and last exactly. week certainly didn't, did it? Exactly. So, yeah. anyway, what are we talking about episode two for? Again. Yeah, no. yeah, we've done just that. Take just happy memories. <laughs> yes, the happy memories of episode three. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh... no, yeah. So we're now back onto an even kill, but I suspect we may. I suspect what we might do is we might get back more into what's happening with the human condition, rather mm. than what's happening in terms of finding out what's caused it. Well, I think they do need to um, move on to what's caused it a little bit more. But I don't think we're going to get that next. Next week. Well, now next week is actually written by two um, X um, X Files writers. Right. Oh, so we might do that. <laughs> so we might do. Yes. Um, but then again, we also know from. Oh, we get quite a few red herrings anyway. That's what I was about to say. Uh, that's what I was about to say. Um, X Files was famous uh, for doing it. just when you think you're going to get some answers, you have the rug pulled yeah. from under your feet, and I've got a yeah. funny thing. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I don't mind as long as the, the build-up to that is um, is good. Yeah. Really? It's fun. As long as it's a fun... Well, if you get a bit of intrigue and whatever, that's okay, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. I just feel like sometimes, actually, when you when you don't get answers, it makes you more want to watch the next episode. Yeah. More, doesn't it? So. Well, as long as it does, does it has the effect of... Um, so next week's episode doesn't give you any answers. Um, it goes over one or two ways. It's, like, oh, it's sort of like, oh, damn, I, I can't wait for next week now. Or it, it gets to the point, well, I really don't care. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, can go, it can go one of two ways next week. <laughs> yeah. And that's where we're assuming we're actually being given some answers. So. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah just, or whatever. Just... I think it's probably whatever. That's the best way to look at it at the moment, yeah. whatever. Yes. So, uh, well, that's, that's me done anyway. Yeah, no, and I think I've sort of interjected what I wanted to say. Yes, <laughs> that. yes. So. Um, uh, obviously, because you, you only watched it the once, and uh, <laughs> you, you obviously didn't have. Um, well, mind you, I watched it once last week. I've I quite, quite strong opinions on it. So um, obviously, you didn't feel that way this week. No, no, no. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm looking forward to next week. Yeah, so. that's it. That's it. And, Yes, I think I think we'll leave it there then, shall we? Yes. Let's let's leave it on a high this week, shall we? Yes. Yes. Why not? Why not? Okay, then, folks. Um, so until oh, well, I think we're back next Sunday, aren't we? Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. Oh, it's up in the air again. Well, for, for, for those for those of you who do listen, we may be back next Sunday, or we may be back 
um, a few days after that. Maybe another, yes. maybe possibly another Wednesday release again. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? So um, until next time, uh, is goodbye from me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. feedback about the Who's He podcast or about Doctor Who in general, please visit our website which is www.whos-he.co.uk or you can follow us on Twitter by searching username who's underscore he underscore podcast.